I'm Anwar. And I'm Fairlith. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Discast. Good evening, Anwar. Good evening, Fairlith. How are you today? I'm quite well. I'm very excited Good. for today's episode because I have nothing bad to say about anybody except Bob Chapak. How are you? As per usual, of course. Um, I'm doing well, and actually, I'm also kind of like... I'm also kind of going deeper into this distrust and distaste of Bob Chapek. I'm kind of going there too, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like before, I was kind of like, well, I mean, you know, he was left, uh, he was left what he was left. Um, But like now that I've, because I'm seeing a lot of like this uh, distaste for him kind of starting to creep up in a lot more of the other like Disney news vloggers and everything on YouTube. And like you're seeing a lot with like the the threads on Reddit, on Reddit and all that yeah. jazz. And so now I'm kind of like, yeah, no. JPEG's kind of a butt. Because all of the a stuff butt. that he's all the stuff that's happening, like whether they were planning on doing anything before and whether it was just very fortuitous that COVID happened or whatever. But just yeah, it's just a lot of JPEG kind of taking advantage, I think. Yeah. And then, like... Using the pandemic as a chance to reset to nickel and dime people more is just not super nice. No, just because it, it it leaves a really, really bad taste in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. It's, it doesn't seem like a, a nice person. It seems like a person taking advantage of other people. Yeah, and, like, I don't even think you can use the excuse of... Oh, but like with all this new stuff happening, like with uh, with uh, Splash Mountain being reskinned, and with the the inclusion of the Ratatouille ride in Disney World, and the inclusion of the Tron ride at Disney World. Disney World, yes. Yes. Uh, I want to say it's at Disney Hollywood Studios. No, I think it's actually the Magic Kingdom. I think it's right behind Space Mountain. Okay, yeah, and the inclusion of the new Guardians ride as well. Yes, that looks so cool, right? the little so tiny like, bits we've seen. Yeah, so like, yeah, sure, we're getting a bunch of new rides, but at the same time, it's like, I, it's just, you don't need to nickel and dime people in order to afford these rides and everything, because mm-hmm. I feel like the stuff that you've been doing before, you were doing at the cost that you were doing it before. Well, the difficulty right? with business, right, is like they have to maximize profits. It's not enough for them to have a profit. They have to have bigger profits every year in order to be considered successful. And I don't agree with that philosophy, obviously, but I'm not a capitalist. And the problem then is eventually, you know, corporations burn themselves out because mm. they can't make more profits without destroying people. Mm-hmm. Anyway. There was a kid. <laughs> anyway uh yeah and i think that's dumb and yeah capitalism sucks uh, i'm glad we both have the same nemesis now <laughs> i mean it was kind of it was kind of like a soft nemesis it's a hard nemesis well now it is uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but for now what we're going to do is before we dive into the main topic which is of course 101 dalmatians which was just great and i loved it and it was it, it was just great Mm-hmm. And I don't really have much negative to say about this movie, really. But before we delve into that, we're going to go into Disney news here. Um, now, uh, do you want to start? Um, sure. I would love to talk a little bit about Disney's Merriest Nights, which is happening at Disneyland this year. It is um, Chapek's way of capitalizing on <laughs> um, Christmas, because Indeed. there's no Christmas party like there is for... 
Um, there's been for Halloween for a really long time. So Disney's Merriest Nights is the equivalent of the Oogie Boogie Bash or Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party happens at Christmas. Um, well, I should say it happens before Christmas break. So it happens in late November after American Thanksgiving and in early December. But now my trip has been moved. I'm going to Disneyland um, for Christmas. I'm going from December 27th to January 2nd. Super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but there will be no Merriest Nights while I am there. Mm -hmm. Indeed, I'm pretty sure the last one is on the 9th of December, which is Wild, eh? Oh, wow, that is wild. Yeah, I, I think that's right. It's either that or, like, the 11th. It's, like, very early. There's nothing in the latter two-thirds of December and nothing in January. That is pretty... Like, I can I can understand nothing, nothing happening in January, but nothing happening in the latter two-thirds of, of December? My theory... My theory is that there will be a ticketed event on New Year's Eve. Well, um, th that would make sense. Usually, uh, they just keep it open late. They don't have a ticketed event. But this year, I bet they will because just they're nickeling, diming everything to death. But I think that during Christmas break, they don't need to have parties. Because Christmas yeah. is like the busiest time of the year at Disneyland from what I read online. I don't know. Uh -huh. Like, I actually went to Disneyland for the... Um, uh, last last bit of December and into early January once as a kid, but like I stayed uh, until school was back in, and so I saw the short short lines, and that's what I remember. I don't remember it being super busy, but according to Reddit and all the cast members you post on Reddit, Christmas time is like crazy. Well, okay, yeah. So I guess it would just be a bigger pain in the ass if there was like a ticketed event happening. Yeah, and they don't need half. it because people are spending so much money on Christmas gifts yeah. as well. I bet. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I don't okay, know. Like yeah. this is just conjecture on my part, but like why else would they not have it? So. I mean, it just seems weird to me. Yeah. Um, so what it says you get here is um, you get six uniquely themed parties with some favorite Disney characters. Ooh. You've got um, Miguel uh, from Coco in Frontierland. You've got Buzz Lightyear in Tomorrowland. Uh, you got Tiana in New Orleans Square. Um, you got Lilo and Stitch in Adventureland and some other ones, but I don't remember where they were supposed to be standing. There are snow moments on Main Street USA where it just snows over Main Street. Um, there's the usual parade, but you get it's it's reduced capacity. So yeah. you get um, early admission starting at 5, whereas Oogie Boogie Bash is 3 o'clock at Disney's California Adventure, but this is at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, you, you don't need your theme park reservation. It's just a special ticketed thing. Um, you get a special performance of the Christmas Fantasy Parade. Now, do note that this is the same parade you get for free with your Disneyland admission, not at the party. Really, the big thing here is reduced capacity. And then all these dance parties. Um, mm. And then you get the after-hours access to attractions, but of course that's like Man. a given obviously then you get special character appearances same as oogie boogie bash you get like rare characters um that are more themed onto christmas but it doesn't mm -hmm. say who um you get special photo ops with themed backdrops and you get photo pass with your ticket mm. um and then special holiday and event merchandise that is also available for the rest of the time and then you get special holiday treats um at, of various kinds but these menus, it looks to me from the way they're describing it, like it says, enjoy event-inspired menu options. So nothing included. Like, mm -hmm. so it would be the equivalent of, like, the Oogie Boogie Bash dessert party, which usually includes World of Color, but didn't this year because they have to refurbish the whole thing and they have mm -hmm. to drain the lagoon to do it. So who knows when World of Color will come back. All of this to say, I was stoked to read about it, but it doesn't seem worth it. Yeah, I mean... Just from the way that you, just from what you're really describing, it just kind of seems like it's like 
hey, the, here's here's us having a Christmas thing. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> Maybe the Christmas parties will be good. I, I don't, don't know. know. But, I like, mean... they better be real good. Yeah. Because um, how much is it for this? How much 165 American per person. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. Like, yeah. especially when you said, like, a, a good portion of that stuff is stuff you get anyway. Yeah. The, like, parade, the parade is, is the not same. exclusive. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if snow moments happen over Main Street. But I know it's not real snow. You can't trick me. It's not worth one hundred and sixty. No, I mean maybe for the vibe and for like the environment, but at the same time, it's like I'm sure it's magical. But oof. Maybe, but because like I've I've been to I've been to Disneyland. I was at Disneyland uh, actually during the turnover Mm -hmm. uh, from Halloween to Christmas, and so like I've seen what the Christmas bit looks like, and it looks nice, and like how they put like all like the fake snow along all over the um. The tops of the the rooftops of the building, for and the sure, castle but and that's not exclusive to the holiday party. So no, it's like, why would you not. just go around Christmas? And that's the thing is that like, you get a very Christmassy vibe when you're there mm-hmm. already, right? So it's like, okay, why spend these extra like two hundred dollars? Yeah, it doesn't seem it like they say here, merry merchandise, shop for holiday themed gifts and merchandise. I can shop anytime, thank you very much. I don't need to buy a ticket to shop. I can shop. I'm a professional shopper. Thank you. I'm good. (laughs) Um, The two I I forgot that I missed, um, Main Street USA, Mickey Mouse is hosting the Victorian-themed party, and then Uh there's a Frozen-themed party hosted by Elsa in Fantasyland. Cute. I'm sure they'll be really fun. Yeah, but at the same time, I think you're right. It's just not a lot of... Man. Yeah, it's a big math for me. I think they need a couple of other things. Like, if you could get... To truly make it special. If you could do a hot chocolate trail... I'd do that. I, okay. I think that would make it enough for me. If you could go on a walk like you can in um, California Adventure during Oogie Boogie Bash holding a hot chocolate that is complimentary and you get to see a light show, then I would say it's worth $165. Yeah. But it needs that or I I mean, maybe the holiday parties again are like way better than I think they'll be. But like, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough because like, especially for those of us who are not even necessarily out of state, but out of country, mm-hmm. like it's hard for, for it's hard for us to really justify needing to or f- buying the ticket, flying down, setting up in hotel, and all that yeah. other stuff, right? So expensive. Yeah, because for us, it's not just paying for the ticket; it's right? getting there. It's getting there too. Yeah, and so that's why I think it's very nice to have these Disney vloggers. Uh, go into these special events because it's nice to be able to kind of see what it's like and be like, oh, okay. So, because like for example, the other day, um, uh, Colin, uh, Colin and I watched a video of uh, actually the the couple that we were just watching. Oh yeah, they're great. Was yeah. that I want to say that was Ordinary Adventures. Uh, uh, find I think out that's what it was. Yeah, and uh, showed a, we watched a video of them. They were gifted uh, like yes. this, a special VIP tour. So cool. Uh, which, yeah, on paper sounds great. You get a special VIP tour. But watching their video, it was like, okay, cool. They basically just got, like, front access to rides, to various rides. Or, yeah. like, I guess this back is with the plaid vest host? I believe like so, the yeah. They did They ha- did have a host walking around. Right, right. Them, yeah. The tours, yeah. those tours cost $4,000. I know. And so, to me, I was thinking about it. And I was like, and, 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 like, it showed their whole thing. They got onto, like, 13 rides or something within the span of, I, I think it's only like 10 hours or something of the yeah. day, something like that. And we were watching it and it was like, what what really is the special thing that you get with this? Because mm. like, okay, sure you get you get back entrance, back door entrance to all the rides so you can get onto the rides fairly easily, which granted, sure, it'd be great to cut down your time. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, you get the VIP access to the fireworks show at the end because they have a special VIP section, right? Mm-hmm. But then like everything else, like with uh, food costs, 
which which is extra yeah and then shopping which is extra yeah right all that stuff and i'm thinking about it and i'm like is that really is it worth, worth it, it? it's um, for four thousand dollars well yeah like here it says um you know it's a seven hour minimum mm-hmm. and it co- prices range from 425 to 850 per hour and you have to do the seven hour minimum so like that's crazy that's, yeah that's I don't even know. I obviously like if you had the money to burn, I guess it would be fun. But I mean, like for me, even if I did have the money to burn, I'd be mm-hmm. like, I'd be like, so that would just be like a regular day at Disney. Well, for but sure. But I would, I, I would just be, I would just not be out four thousand dollars. Yeah, totally. Like, like it's just, it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about VIP tours being worth it, even if you're wealthy. Like, I, what I'm wondering is how many people are allowed to go on them? Because I don't know that. Because, like, me, okay, it's a group of 10 people or less. Okay. So, if you consider $500 times 7 divided amongst 10 bougie people, it's not that bad, I guess. Well, okay, let's think about that. that five, 500 times 7, that's $3,500. Yeah. Right? Divide that by 10 people. That's still $350 a person. Yeah. I mean, I it's not terrible, though. If you really wanted to go, you could save up that money. I mean, sure. But at the same time, I still I, I, I still think about it and I look at the thing and I'm like, I would much rather just spend the day. Like, yeah. rather than being led around. Like, Yeah, well, that's it, the thing like, is you're going around backstage as well and emerging, which isn't really what I want to do. No, like I'm, I'm fine with waiting in the line. Mm-hmm. I am not like I am too. I like especially because like I remember like when Colin and I uh, did it, we did almost that. Like we did so many rides like yeah. in the day. We were able to cover pretty much both parks extensively. For sure. Right, just on our own, mm-hmm. and I mean like. And that, and including breaks for bathroom and food and stuff like that. And we even went back to the hotel to have a nap. Totally. So I'm just thinking, I'm like, I don't know, like, it's just, it's just one of those things that I feel like is, is offered for people who want, who, I don't know, maybe it's a thing for people to be like, oh, I spent the money to do this kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Good for you for dropping that much money just for for doing basically the exact same thing that I can do. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, yeah. it doesn't seem like there's anything special to me. No, I mean, right? like, the VIP guides have a lot of information, but we do, too. But for the lay, average layperson, they can ask, like, any question about anything, and yeah. they'll get an answer. You get VIP seats at the shows, which is cool. Mm. But, like, to me, none of it seems quite worth it. No. But, like, if I were famous, I would do it because then no one could see me. <laughs> I mean, okay, well, I mean, like, sure, it'd be nice to be able to have that kind of, um, uh, uh, not anonymity anonymity thank you yeah it'd be great to have that kind of anonymity but i guess just i don't know like in the grand scheme because like there are other special tours that are offered like there's the special walt disney tour which is Mm -hmm. like i think it's like a four-hour tour for a walking tour something like that but it's a special walking tour that basically tracks you through kind of like the the through the steps of walt disney himself Mm -hmm. and it takes you to his apartment and stuff and it takes you to various other places and gives you kind of the story of walt and disney disneyland and i'm like i would drop the money for that because that to me seems special yeah i want to go in walt's apartment very much yeah i would love to go to walt's apartment yeah right and uh yeah just i feel like to do something to to have these extra ticketed things i feel like you have to have something that's special enough in order to make it worth it and so that's why i think 
when you're comparing like the Oogie Boogie Bash to the Mary thing, the Marius Nights. Thank you. The name I already forgot. Oh. <laughs> I think when you're comparing the two, the the Oogie Boogie Bash just seems like such a better thing to me, mm-hmm. right? Because not only do you have all these really amazing, extensive. Uh, treat trails in which you can interact with all these amazing villains and everything you get exclusive views of specific villains like we were talking about how like they're using alternate versions of these villains like they're using an alternate Cruella and how and an alternate Mad Hatter how Mm -hmm. cool would it be to have the alternate uh, an alternate Maleficent kind of thing right I think that'd be neat and uh and them bringing out all these other villains that aren't normally seen like in the vlog that we watched they had uh Prince John and the Sheriff of Nottingham. That was so neat. Which are characters we don't really see. Yeah. And he had like his crown balanced on his little lion ears. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. And so like, and, and special, you know, special themed parades and things that aren't normally seen any other time. Right. Mm -hmm. So like that to me seems worth it. Right. Mm -hmm. At least more worth it than the Merry Knights. I agree. I absolutely agree. Oogie Boogie Bash seems very worth it to me. I was saying to Anwar, did I, I I didn't say this. I did say during the, the, podcast just like i think marius knights is missing one feature to make it maybe worth it to me right maybe. now it just seems like a desperate cash grab bob chapek it's always down to bob which J-Pack. i mean with the way things are going yeah well yeah. that and, and it, it just feels like josh tomorrow is just kind of sitting there yeah right I mean, it just wow that's an expensive I don't wanna, haircut he's got I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to throw so much shade at Josh tomorrow, but at the same time, I'm kind of like... I'm sorry. They all deserve shade. They're all responsible for it. They can act like our friend, but they're not if that's what they're doing to us. Well, because like, I know Josh is like a big... He, he's, he's a Disney fan at heart, and he's grown up with Disney and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I know his heart is there, but it, but it kind of feels like, sure, but you're watching all of this happen. Like, are yeah, you, you're watching are, it happen. Are you not able to say anything or are you just being or do you not actually care yeah like i feel like it's um complicity whereas the ceo needs someone to butt heads with him yeah Um, because that's what happened in uh with um uh like in the late 80s early 90s with uh oh shit what were their names there was like was it eisner Uh, well when did michael eisner come into power because it was Um, like the two it was like the two that were like super butting heads and then one of them ended up leaving Oh, my brain. I don't remember. I don't know. Or you know what? Oh, he was, no. Michael Eisner was the CEO of the Walt Disney Company from 1984. You're thinking of Michael Eisner, but I don't know who was arguing with him. There was another guy who was like kind of butting heads. But you know what? An even better example. Walton Roy. Walton Roy. Walton Roy. Walt was, was the one who wanted to be like, we're going to, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do all this, 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 this. And meanwhile, yeah. Roy is like, Walt, you need to take a step. Yeah. We know everything you want to do, but we yeah. got to take a step, right? And so, yeah. like, you have to have somebody that comes at you and is like, "Are you sure that's what you want to do?" And it just feels like whatever Chapek is doing, everyone's just, like, "Yeah, yeah," and nobody is fighting against it. It sucks, yeah. And it's like you can't do that. Yeah, if only the upper middle class can enjoy Disney, and like, frankly, like, I'm very privileged to be able to go to Disneyland with my family. But like, I I think Disneyland should be for everybody and I think it's just it was just expensive enough that people could save up for a trip but now that you can't go without putting your smartphone down that really bothers me but it also really bothers me that it's poor people go in the standby line and people with a little bit of extra cash get to go use Disney Genie Plus oh yeah it's mm. it's it's not fun it's no. it's it I don't like this this classist yeah. thing that's that's really coming out of it i don't it's, feel good about that at all like it, class it, separation in disneyland is supposed to be contrary to the point of it yeah because walt wanted it to, like 
I said it before. It's in his speech, his mm-hmm. opening day speech. This land is your land. Yeah. Right. And he, he said that to everyone. Right. And he meant it for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that was always very clear. And it's like, I don't know, CEO after CEO have made it just less accessible to people. The yeah. price increases now are just nuts. Yeah. And it's a real shame because like on the one hand, I kind of understand in that you need to be able to support all of these cast members you know, who are not just working the rides, but also the face characters and all the actors. And you need to be able to pay for, you know, your bills, you know, with the lighting and the, ga- and like, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. I, Disneyland and California Adventure and all the other parks, I, I understand that they are expensive things to run. Then the executives can take a pay cut. Yeah, like. Like, I'm not, I don't feel bad for people making, like, let's find out how much Bob Chapek makes a year. Mm. How much does Bob Chapek make a year? gonna hate this probably oh what is All right. it uh first year ceo bob chapek and executive chairman bob Iger were paid 14 million and 21 million respectively in total compensation last year as the disney plus streaming service took off in popularity okay like no <laughs> no thank you <laughs> no thank you yeah it's just it it just feels icky and i don't like it it's very icky what is what the i'm sorry what the fuck is this man doing that he deserves more than a million dollars a month other than like shitting on my childhood. Other what? than sitting there and making bonkers choices. Bonkers I mean, I don't know. It's it's yeah. Um, it's well, frustrating for sure. On a slightly less fuck you JPEG note, um, here's some other Disney news. Yeah. Um, the animatronic of Jessica Rabbit tied in the trunk of a car in uh, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin in Disneyland's Toontown has been removed and replaced by dip barrels. And usually when they'd remove an animatronic, they would remove it just and leave a hole there if it was mm. going to be reinstated. So I think it's gone. I'm okay with that. No, I'm okay with I it. mean, like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to think back on the movie and, like, I think the only time that Jessica Rabbit was actually tied up or anything was when she was hanging from the crane yeah. with Roger at, like, the end of the movie when they were going to be sprayed with dip. With dip, yeah. Right? They had a short they did afterwards where she was tied to some train tracks. But oh, I think that was supposed to be, like, this is this is one of Rogers' cartoons. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember they cool. did a bunch of those, yeah. But, yeah, they've just replaced um, the weasel has her in a trunk, and it's, like, pretty sexual, frankly. Well, um, I mean, because, like, Jessica Rabbit is herself she is very, very sexual. sexual. Um, but, you know, it's also, I guess it's violent imagery. I, I'm just guessing mm, it there. Yeah. Um, uh, motivations, but they've put dip barrels in the car trunk instead of leaving the car trunk empty. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, I'm okay with it. It's one of those changes where it's like, you know, it doesn't change the ride. Yeah. No. It's right. Fine. It's 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 like it's equal to when they removed uh, like during the auction scene of Pirates when they removed uh that guy the the guy pirate who was like auctioning off all the women and replaced it with red and they were just all auctioning off various items from various oh, absolutely. plunders no right? problem with it so it's like I yeah I just want more Jessica all the time but like I, I fucking get love this Jessica Rabbit and yeah I, but yeah did that yes that's yes. one that's one of those changes to a ride that's like you know people are going to be pissed about it because everyone's mad about everything. Everyone's mad about but everything. But at the same time, it's like, but does this really change the ride? Mm-mm. No, it doesn't. So calm down. Exactly. Relax. Exactly. You're still getting on a Roger Rabbit. Yeah. We're oh. all still cur- we're all still trying to figure the fuck out how he does that stupid hole trick at the end. I know how he does it. No, you know, you figured it out. I know how they do it. I well, frankly, I googled it after like 20 years of wondering. But I know. <laughs> do you want to know? I mean, I thought I knew. 
Oh I gosh. thought I thought it was just all perspective. Okay, we're going to start talking about it. So if you don't want to know how they do the perspective trick in the end of Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, you can skip go ahead. ahead and skip ahead know. about five minutes. And we'll sure, get back yeah. to talking about other Disney news. Okay, so here's how they do it. Okay. Um, so you're going, and you, you'd have to look at a YouTube to see what I'm talking about. Yeah. It took me a couple of years, a couple of years, a couple of times of looking to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, you escape from the warehouse because Robert, uh, Robert. Roger puts a portable hole onto the wall and yeah. you drive through it and it's His like his arm how? extends and it's like a it's like a tunnel that could, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and you can see behind the portable hole so it's a very crazy trick the first time I saw it I was a child and my mom and I both like for twenty years oh were it's like, insane how do they do it it's insane it's crazy it's so good so here's how they do it um the front of the hole is a big circle with a square in it you can see the square you drive into the square the circle Uh is is painted um the square part of the tunnel is the only part that's actually structural the the circle part is flat so it's like it's like um like an end table it's like a tube with a big flat circle on the end then on the one side that you drive towards because the side on the wall of course doesn't matter it's a mirror and the way the wall is painted is it reflects it perfectly so you think that the pattern of the door or of the wall rather is continuing behind the hole but in fact what's happening is the side of the hole is reflecting the pattern on the door and then um, Roger's arm is a long, long tube, so mm-hmm. his arm's not stretching. It's the glove is just attached to the hole. That that I figured. Yeah, yeah. of course. Just just to bookend it. Um, yeah. Well, That's I mean, I'll, I'll I show that. it to you quickly. I love that shit. <laughs> I fucking love it. Ugh. It's it's so cool. Um, we might want to skip this part, but like I'm still gonna show it to you because mm-hmm. it's it's so neat when you finally see how it works. Yeah, I'll throw. Ah, I'll throw a link to the uh, to the video in the thing so that people can awesome. follow along during your you as well. during your description. Um, yeah, because yeah, I like ad. yay ads. Because <laughs> like I I love yeah it's just uh, I love that shit I love the stuff that they do. Oh, the, me I, too. I love how good the Imagineers just are. Me it's too. It's freaking wild. Okay, everybody, I'm gonna okay, play the here sound here. Okay, so we're heading towards uh, the corner. Yeah. Um. I, I put it back a little bit. We're going past Jessica Rabbit threatening the weasels with yeah. the hammer. We're spinning around a bunch. Yeah, because that's, that's... There's some weasels doing some bad stuff. Weasels, weasels, <laughs> weasels. Giant no pink weasel. elephant in the room. All right. I feel like that's a joke. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. Don't, I don't, I don't know then, what it is. Then uh, weasel spraying dip at you. Then you turn right. Oh, no. There is the mirror. You can see it. <gasps> Did you see Fuck it? Fuck off. I'll show it to you again. Everybody, you gotta look at this video on YouTube. On on YouTube, it's yeah. it blows your mind when you see it. And unfortunately, you can't unsee it once you've seen it. But look at this pattern. Yeah. And then just reflected, it's a it's a rectangle. Oh, I see it now. Once you see it, it's so simple. Do you want to see it one more time? Um, yeah. But all time. magic tricks are like that. You see it, it's so simple. Well, because here's the thing too, is that like, it also still kind of makes sense because. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. my God. So you see it's just a rectangle, oh. and then the, the circle is on the front of my, it here. I know. My brain. I know. My brain is blown. I've watched the end of this video so many times. That's wild. I know. I know. That's so cool. And then cool. it just goes right into the wall. Bloop. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Right? Oh, this is so oh, cool. I'm so glad I told all of you that. Okay, you can start listening oh again. Oh, my God. That's so cool. So cool, right? Ah! 
That's wild. And Roger Rabbit is my favorite movie of all time. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? My favorite movie. So I'm so glad there's a freaking ride based on my 1988 favorite fever. It is such a good film. movie. It's it is such so a good movie. Oh, good. Also, just for the record, Bob Hoskins in that movie is so hot. Bob Hoskins in that movie is so hot. It is. It's he is ridiculous. So it's ridiculous. Like, he's so oof. manly. He's so. Like, ma- oh, he does that kind of like that '40s film noir kind of like. Oh, yeah. God, it's delightful. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd's delightful. I don't know the lady who plays Bob Hoskins's girlfriend, Dolores, but like her line readings are so good. The um, tune killed his brother. Dropped a piano on his head. Yeah, like, it's so they're funny. so good. They're just serious enough. It's brilliant. Then Charles Fleischer as Roger, and then um, oh, what's her name? The one with the voice, Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner as yeah. Jessica Rabbit with uh, her freaking voice. So good. Like, All oh, incredible casting. We'll All get there. So we'll good. get there. All of it is so good. Oh, do you have any other Disney news? Um. Oh, just uh, so we have a video now of all of the <gasps> the new oh, villains. Yes. Oogie Boogie Bash. Of Oogie Boogie Bash. Mm. Uh, so I don't. I can't remember if we talked about it last week, but it has been confirmed who the three are, and it is in fact uh, Sid uh, Cruella from the latest Emma Cru- Stone from Cruella. Emma Stone's Cruella and Agatha Harkness. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, so we've seen <laughs> we've seen the vlogs and we've seen how these characters interact and what they do and everything. They're really good, and they're all really good. Um, Agatha is probably the best out of the three, personally. I, I think, agree. but I think that's partly because the character and and the person portraying her is just really really good, and I feel like just the the material that the character has is a lot is better almost. Um, she has a better costume than most face characters have. Yeah, her costume is fucking is is great. Yeah. And then uh, I think uh, Cruella's is good. I think with her though is I think it really depends on who is portraying it because like I agree. I've seen I I've, I've seen a co- <laughs> just that was silly things. of me. Uh, we're currently recording in Fairless Garage, so that's why there's a lot of distracting. There's a lot of distraction. For my ADHD <laughs> yeah. ass in here. And uh, there's a there's like a patio above us that uh, the upstairs neighbors are going around. Yeah, it's um, fine. Um, but yeah, so like I think with the Cruella, because like uh, a lot of what she seems to be doing is very like fashiony related. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe maybe it just depends on who is doing the Cruella at the time. She doesn't have like, as much charisma as Emma Stone, and it's no. hard for her to fill the room. That's yeah, all. and I think some people are doing it better. Like I remember seeing a clip of like. One of uh, at one point she was like trying to teach people how to walk down a runway kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think with that character you just you need a lot of charisma. Yeah, I, I also think. think it's like what does she talk about other than fashion? She's not going to talk about killing dogs with you in this incarnation. So yeah, because like, like this incarnation doesn't want to kill dogs. Yeah, right. It's the thing. The one in Disneyland has a lot to say about like fashion and like can I have your service dog and all sorts of weird shit. Yeah, like it's awesome. yeah. And then Sid, I think is I think is quite fun. Really? Affected. Um, looks the spitting image of the Sid from Toy Story. No, is that a wig or is that his real hair? I think that's. I think that's his real hair. It's it's spectacular. I mean, like it's, that dude made a sacrifice for this gig. That's what <laughs> happened. Yeah, I mean, like I don't think you would really need a wig for that. Just because, just just buzz it. It's fine. <laughs> buzz his hair. <laughs> just buzz his hair. Um, yeah, and so the yeah the uh, the actor does have like uh, fake braces in. We're assuming fake braces. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't Maybe know. They could be real braces. We don't, don't know. know. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like looks the spitting image 
image of him. He has like a bunch of the toys set up in front of him and he kind of interacts with them and tells you like how he created them and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's super cool. And they're yeah. like perfect replicas of the Franken toys from oh, they the are, Toy Story They one. are super so cool. good. They are beautiful uh, replicas. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So like all in all, I think they're very, very fun. Very, very fun. They have a lot of the other ones back again. Dr. Facilier, mm -hmm. um, Mad Hatter, Oogie Maleficent, Boogie. Oogie Boogie, and Evil Queen. Um, it just looks like a good freaking time, honestly. Yeah, the and again, it looks incredible. Yeah, and again, going back to that, like that's I think something that is really good for the cost of what you're getting. I agree. Right, because you're getting because like, when else are you ever gonna see Sid? And that many pounds of candy. And that many pounds of candy. Yeah, like so can, much candy. You can literally get a hundred dollars, like a hundred, two hundred dollars worth of candy while you're there, which I think, like, like just think about it. Sure. Your ticket alone will cover the candy cost. Yeah, and then you'll have candy all year. To me, yeah. it's a really good deal. If I lived in Anaheim, I'd go every year. Coordinate by candy and have snacks for just all have year. Snacks for always. It's yeah. Great. One yeah. of the vloggers, I think it was Provost Park House, I don't remember, said they got 32 pounds of candy one year. And I'm like, I think that's incredible. That's insane. But it's like, if you're not getting hot chocolate and Mary's Nights, it's not worth $200. That's Even if you are yeah. getting fake snow on you, I'm just saying. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're right. I think that's the thing. It's like, it, it has to be worth it. You have to get something. You got to get something. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that is this, an extra cost. Yeah. And I think with this, with Oogie Boogie, I think it's really great that you get all that stuff but also you get to be able to see some really iconic characters that you don't really get to see yeah. like when they announced the thing like we were all like wait they're gonna pull Sid of all characters yeah but like, then it was, it was wild. awesome I want to talk to Sid about all his creations and like that's the thing about face characters is improvising with them you can take this really great uh, chance to talk to an amdegrad about Disney movies in character why not <laughs> right like I'm so into it but that's the yeah. question then about Mary's Nights because like Mickey Mouse is not gonna talk to you no. And Lilo and Stitch are not going to talk to you because Lilo is a full mascot character, yep. which I get. But I wish they'd do like a teen version of I her. I don't know. I wish they would. It bothers me a lot. But anyway, Lilo and Stitch are not going to talk to you. Who else was it? I don't think Miguel is going to talk to you. Unless no, because he's another it. mascot character. Yeah, he's a mascot character or a puppet. I've never seen a face character. But nope. maybe... They, they'll do it because like Sid I never would have assumed we'd get a face character of him so maybe it'll be specialer than I think but I also I think no it won't I don't know yeah I, I mean like you'll be able to talk to Elsa and Anna but you can talk to Elsa and Anna literally any other time yes that, exactly. it doesn't make it special and it always bothers me whenever people would try and make Frozen a Christmas movie it's not Cause it's just because it has snow in it it takes place in the middle of the summer. Yeah, I mean, Coco's not a Christmas movie, but I'm also excited to have a Feliz Navidad party in Frontierland with I mean, Miguel, like, so I don't care. Yeah, I mean, like, that would be fun. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, and then Buzz Lightyear, you won't get to talk to. You can talk to Tiana, no. Elsa, and that's it. Everyone else is a mascot character. That's that's not fun. That's not, that's fun. not fun to me. Maybe they will make a crazy face character of Buzz Lightyear because that's what I've been waiting for my whole that life. That would be wild. Oh, that would be so good. That would good. be cool with his, like, his dome down. If you give me a Buzz Lightyear face character, I'll forgive you and invite you to Canadian Thanksgiving. I mean, if I you won't, don't, but... <laughs> I'm egg you. No, I mean, I'm not. I... <laughs> I can't get close enough to Bob Chapek to egg him, but I'm going to think about egging him. Yeah. So oh my mad. god, I watched I watched a clip of an interview with him when he was talking about all the stuff that he was introducing, like all this stuff. And you could just tell he was just like trying really hard to pitch everything. Yeah. And it's just like you're trying so hard to justify yeah, just all these choices all you're the, making. All the words, like you're trying so hard. Buzzwords. It's because it's <sighs> his human suit is uncomfortable and it's hard for him to seem natural. Yeah, that might be it. That oh, might be it. one hour in a room with him, I'd yell at him so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, anyway, so I, w I will link uh, videos of all of these characters individually, like the individual vlogs of these characters uh, in the show notes and everything so everyone can enjoy them as well because I think they're great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely worth watching. Gives me a little 
dash of joy. Anyway, how much Indeed. time left do we have even to talk about this animated film? However, however long we really want. I don't really care. I like this movie. It's great. We it's should so talk good. about it. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, the thing is, with such a great movie, like it's hard to know what to say. That's true. It's, <laughs> that, yeah, you're right. That's like the that's like the sad thing is that like we it's can't great. really delve into it because we can't pick it apart because we really really it's liked great. it. I have one complaint, and they okay. fixed it one for. Complaint. Other incarnations of the movie, but the the thing is, this is the only version of 101 Dalmatians where both Anita and Perdita have voices, mm. and in the original one, they don't have any agency or personality at all. Okay, I'll grant you that. It's fine, but it's like, in the live action one, for example, Anita works for Cruella. Mm -hmm. In this, Cruella is her school friend, somehow. Somehow, your old college college mate. Yeah, but all Anita is is a housewife, which is shocking to me, because all Roger is is a freaking songwriter. Is a but house husband. Okay. But also, this is in the 60s. Yeah, but like, like, I feel where like is this he is... getting his money from to support this woman? Uh, I don't know, maybe he sold a song at one point? Well, he does, like, halfway through the movie, he sells a song, but, like, it's off screen, so it's like we get back to to him because we they meet and then the next shot is them getting married and we don't see their entire relationship yeah so um although to be fair I don't, i'm not I'm, I'm not i'm not mad about it oh yeah i'm because not mad I don't about it it's just think, a big time jump is all. that's true but i think that's just because i'm necessarily think this movie is about them no not at all but like just during one of those big time jumps he sells a song and they become relatively wealthy he's like yeah, all right enough cute. to support 101 dogs <laughs> apparently they'll start a dalmatian plantation dalmatian plantation <laughs> Um, anyway, but, yeah, okay, that's so the thing. We just never find out Anita's job. Perdita never contributes to anything except asking Pongo what the plan is and then carrying out his plan. Yeah, it's just it's it's misogynistic. All movies were at the time. I still have to call it out. There's also yes. like no people of color in the movie, but there's only like two people. There's a black people. lab. There's a black Does that lab. Count? No, no. There's three. <laughs> there's five human characters of any account, and all of them are white. But again, it was 1961, so yeah, I don't expect anything else. But I still have to mention it. Okay, everything yes. else positive from now on. What's up? Yes, of course, we still have to mention it. Uh, okay, so basically, uh, so the I really liked how this movie. So this movie opens up with like the cute credits. Uh, so you get cute. like the cute little the, the little pause and stuff, mm -hmm. and it's Jaunty all adorable. Music. Yeah, it's all super adorable and everything. And then it comes into London, and then we hear this narration, mm -hmm. and we're like, oh, this is a cute little narration talking about London and blah, blah, blah. And then we find out that it's, in fact, Pongo narrating. Yeah. And, like, I love that he refers to... Uh, Roger. Roger as his pet, which yeah, is just very cute. funny to me. I think that's adorable. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's just basically talking about how he's like, yeah, like, you know, my pet's all right, but I can tell he's lonely, and he really, need, he really needs a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read on IMDb that the filmmakers deliberately cast dogs with deeper voices than their human owners, so the dogs would be the dominant in the relationship. That's funny. Maybe the boss. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. And I mean, like, this movie is about the dogs. Yeah. Right? Oh, I love it. It's about the dogs. That, so... That's my one complaint about the live action one, and it was when I saw it as a kid, too, is, like, you don't get to know the dogs' perspectives. Yeah. It's fine because of Glenn Close, but, like, hmm. Yes, of course. Um... Yeah, so basically Pongo just kind of makes it his uh, <laughs> his mission to find a mate for his pet. And so you have like this cute little sequence where he's like... I love this sequence. Where he's like finding people on the street and he's like, no. And they look like they're dogs. No. And they look like they're dogs, which is, of course, just that ever eternal joke of, of humans looking like their pets. And, so I, and I love it. And then, of course, he picks... Perdita, who is just another yeah. Dalmatian. I mean, he could have picked that pug, but he picked Perdita. But he picked Perdita. I get it. Like, fine. But if this was uh, a love story about a Dalmatian and a pug, it would be so weird. <laughs> it would be wild. 
Yeah, and then like Pongo manipulates the time clock to make it be like, oh, because he doesn't get off, he doesn't stop working until five, which I think is kind of fun. The fact that the fact that Roger gives himself a schedule even though he works from home, like I. You know, we, we should all do that. Like, he's very wise. <laughs> we can we can tell that he's more or less got his shit together. Yeah. Even though his his flat doesn't look like it. No. Because like I well, love the he's design. He's got a creative space. Yes. Like in, the one we're in now. Exactly. In that like everything is fucking everywhere. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, but he knows where it is. He knows where everything is. <laughs> he needs a housewife who doesn't have another job whose name is Anita. <laughs> and so yeah, Pongo basically like shifts the clock to past five, and he like forces Roger to take him to the park because he sees that Anita and Perdita are going to the park. Yeah. So he goes to the park. He forces a meet cute, which is adorable. Yeah, and it's super cute. It's super cute. And then, like, they fall in love. Or the, No, no, no. I wouldn't say they fall in love. I, I think they... They are they, interested and attracted in... They have the meet cute, yes. which is great. And then there's that big time jump. Let's assume yeah. it's a couple years because yeah. let's assume it takes a couple years. They're adults. They're adults. Roger's cute and put together and has a job and is kind of and is in his at least late twenties. I would say. I would say easily, yeah. And you know, Anita looks uh, looks like she's got her shit together. Yeah, as she's well. she's an adult. It's yes, fine. they're adults. They date for a couple years. We don't see the couple years. We're just assuming, and then they get married, and then it's all super cute because like you see. Roger and Anita exchange vows, but then it then it pans out to Pongo and Perdita, who holding paws, holding paws, and it's adorable. This movie has dogs, and that immediately makes it a practically perfect movie because In every way. because dogs. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, and yeah, and then it just cuts to like this this new place that they have, and you hear Roger nice. working on his music. It's like a townhouse, kind of. Yeah, it looks it very very much looks like a, like a British townhouse. Yeah, it looks kind of like where the Bankses used to live yeah. in, in Mary Poppins, or used to live where the Bankses live in Mary Poppins. Kind of like an English. It's that aesthetic. Tone. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice aesthetic. And yeah, and so like they have a nanny who's yeah. all very, who's very, very cute. Yeah, she's super Adorable. cute. Adorable. She feels so bad. I know. And so yeah, so Roger's working on his music. Uh, he's playing the melody of the Cruella song because that's what he's working on. He doesn't have the lyrics yet because as he says to Anita, melody first, darling, lyrics later. Yeah, which was fascinating. Which is fascinating. Which is something that I don't necessarily agree with. But you know what? If that's his process, that's his process. That's his process. I, you know what? We can't do anything about it, but all every that artist, would stress me out. Every artist has his process, has their process. It's mm-hmm. all good. And so it's adorable, but then suddenly, like, Cruella shows up in just, like, Anita's the most, like... Friend. Yeah, exactly. In, <laughs> in, like, the most ridiculous way, she's just, like, screaming down the street in her, in her... I assume it's a Coupe de Ville? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it must be. In her ridiculous car... And then like it has frowny eyes. It has frowny eyes on, on the headlights. And like comes through the door and is all super extravagant with his giant coat. It's like, I need a darling. It's just very great. Yeah. It's very like, extra. What do you two have in common? Like I'd like what? to know. I'd like one more scene of this movie. Like how like <laughs> how to establish their friendship. Like, how did that even happen? It's yeah. just very, very it's funny. It's so funny. I love that they explain it by her being Cruella's employee in the live action movie because it makes no sense. This friendship makes as much sense as Marty McFly and Doc Brown. I said it, it makes no sense. <laughs> Sense. Yeah, but we love Doc Brown and Marty. Yeah, but why do they? Hang I don't out? know. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I don't love it. I'm saying the man is either 46 or 80. I don't know how <laughs> we old don't he know. Is. And he's hanging out with Marty McFly, who's a senior in high school. 16, how did they 17. Meet? I don't know. Why is he? Maybe Marty he was McFly like. Marty McFly seems cool. 
school. Maybe what? he was like his old science professor and he, his like old science teacher in high school Maybe. and he just like super like one got along. would have explained Just it. to explain their one relationship. Line. It's just insane. I anyway. love that they have that one line in this movie and it still doesn't make it any more explainable though because <laughs> the characters are really nothing like it. one another. What was your major? What, like, what was your major? What did you, what class did you meet in? What school friend I'm assuming they went to fashion school because but, Cruella continued to pursue fashion. That's what like, we've gathered. Here's the question. I watched this today. Uh-huh. And I watched it the other day. I've watched it twice. Is Cruella in fashion as a job? Is it explicitly mentioned? Because I don't know if she is. I don't know either. I, I think that might have been invented. I'm going to try and look it up. But, like, I don't... I think Cruella is just a fucked up lady who likes fur in this. Well, like, like in the Wikipedia, it just says... Uh, Perdita becomes pregnant with a litter of 15 puppies. Anita's spoiled, fur-obsessed former schoolmate Corella DeVille stops by and annoys the family, which kind of she does. Yeah. Just because, like, her but old... like why? I don't know. What's, she just really she likes fur. For? I don't know. She's, what? like... I don't know. And just... I love that her only character is evil and likes fur. I <laughs> love it, though. I know it sounds like a complaint, but it's so funny. It's just so funny. It, and yeah, so she, like, she shows up because she hears that uh, that they're going to have puppies, and she like, wants the puppies, but they haven't been, even been born yet, and so Cruella's like, okay, fine, let me know when they arrive. Mm-hmm. Cut to <gasps> the big day. The, big the puppies day. are being delivered. Everybody's panicking. Roger's sitting there, like, frantically puffing his pipe. Pongo is just, like, just terrified. And then, like, suddenly, like, oh, they, they announce the arrival of the puppies. Uh, the puppies are happening. They're counting them out. End up with 15. And Pongo, you can see, is like uh, flabbergasted, bewildered. He's super happy. And Roger's yeah. congratulating him because, you know, Pongo super did all the work. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but then the sad moment of one of the puppies, unfortunately, might not be making it. Which, yeah. you know. Lucky. He was my favorite. I had a stuffy of him. Which, you know, is something that happens. You know, it is something that happens whenever we have, the, when you have animals doing, uh, when you have mammals delivering such high number of litter, like, you're going to have some of the, some of them, some of the babies not survive. Whether it's, they just don't survive, they don't live long enough, or the parent actually kills the, the, the baby. Yeah. You know, because, uh, like, the ba- the parent can just tell that the baby is not going to be able to last long. Maybe yeah. they're not latching onto to suckle or whatever. Like, the, the, the parent just knows. And it's really, really sad. And But that's just what happens. That's life, unfortunately. But Roger takes the puppy and just, like, rubs it and just won't... And just keeps rubbing it, rubbing it, rubbing it, rubbing And then suddenly the puppy lives. Is and then science? they name it Lucky. It's, is it science? I don't know. Sure. Let's go with it. Why not? Because <laughs> right. Disney magic. Good. Nice. Very good. Arm flails. Um, and then, yeah. So the puppy survives. They name it Lucky because, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, Ooh. yeah. And then, so we've confirmed 15 puppies. And then, oh, it's in the middle then of a thunderstorm. And then Cruella's back. to annoy back. the family again. And then she sees that they, like, they literally are just born. They're mongrels. Where are their spots? Like, they don't have their spots yet, you crazy lady. That's not how that works. Garbage puppies. <laughs> anyway, and so she was trying, she wants to buy the puppies. And he's like, no. And they're like, and no. it's pretty hot, actually. When Roger stands up to her, I'm like, that's hot. <laughs> it's also just like, no, I'm not going to sell you my dogs. You've already made it clear that you're insane. Yeah, you're clearly <laughs> insane. And the fact that you're trying really hard to buy these puppies is a big red flag red, red, to me. Red, red, 
big red flag, but also she can't keep it together for five minutes. Yeah, like she she's literally told cannot no. talk like a normal she's person. She's told no, and then immediately goes insane. Yep. Yeah, and just like, like what if she curses kept it everyone. Like, what if she just kept it together? I don't know. And then like slams the door, and the glass shatters, and everyone's yeah. excited that they're keeping the puppies. Cut to I don't know a few weeks later when they're a little bit more grown. They've got their they've got their spots in. Everyone's happening, or everyone's super happy. It's all adorable. And then they and then uh, Pongo or and then uh, Roger and Anita take Pongo and Perdita for a nice walk. And then that's where we get the heist. Mm-hmm. I call it a heist. It's not really a heist. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Basically, Horace and Jasper come up to the door pretending to be really poorly, by the way, pretending mm-hmm. to be uh, electrical people from They're the council. so evil. Like, Nanny <laughs> should feel bad like, for not shutting the door and calling the cops instantly. Like, yeah. I mean, like, bless, bless her heart, but also, like, really? You didn't clue in that these guys are not from the council. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, too, because they're um, brothers in this one. Like, in... Uh-huh. In the in the live action, it's Hugh Laurie. Yes, and I forget the actor's name, but the fellow who played Mister Weasley. Yeah, and in this, they're the Badden brothers. Yeah, they're a couple of Baddens. Yeah, like, they're so clearly bad <laughs> eggs that like yeah. um, nanny. Like, it's, come on. Yeah, it's it's like come on, come on, girl. Yeah, like, yeah, and then so they break into the house. They lock Nanny in one of the rooms and they steal the puppies and then, oh, everybody is frantic and everyone's all sad because the puppies have now vanished. Mm-hmm. It, it They make a point of saying that they already invested in, investigated in Cruella. Mm-hmm. So it is clear that they already have her as a suspect. But of course, yeah. because the puppies aren't being kept with Cruella, they can't find them, right? Yeah. Because they're all at the old DeVille place, which is, I guess, uh, an, a big man, a big manor, like, out but in the outskirts of London. You'd think someone would know about that place and go <sighs> look at there, too, because, you know, she tried to buy the puppies, freaked out, and then they were suddenly gone. Like, why did yeah. they not pursue this more? No, I know. But at the same time, I think also because uh, the way... Uh, they make it that the old DeVille place, which is obvious, which we know used to belong to Corella because it's in the name kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she and uh, that is, in fact, where they're hiding. It is apparent that that house is very rundown, has not has not been lived in for a while. And that's true. Right. And so I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, why would they like it's not even on the radar because nobody's yeah. lived there. That's and and Corella probably hasn't had a connection to that place. In years, she's probably not even living there, or she's obviously not living there, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's why. But regardless, you're right. I feel like if they tried just a little bit harder. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the dogs were dogs, and they found the puppies. So yeah. So this is the cool thing is that like, uh, yeah. So they they do this thing called uh, uh, what was it called? What did they call it? Um, the Twilight Bark. Oh, the Twilight Bark. So, so cool. You know, the Disney had an internal newsletter called the Twilight Bark. I didn't know it was called the Twilight Bark. Yeah. That's very fun. Isn't that cool? Anyway, that go ahead. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so uh, on one of the on one of the walks, Pongo and Perdita start barking, or Pongo specifically, starts barking into the into the distance and as a way to relay the message that their kids were stolen. And so then it becomes this big chain mm-hmm. of like, oh, 15, 15 Dalmatian puppies stolen, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's like a telephone tree, but with puppies. Exactly. Now, my only thing with this is in my experience with these kinds of telephone trees that is purely by word or by word of mouth, mm-hmm. there's no way it would have ended with the Some message. details would have gotten lost. I, I firmly believe the message of 15 Dalmatian puppies stolen 
I do not think that would have relayed. I mean, I agree. <laughs> but maybe dogs are better at it than people I don't are. Know. But you know what? Suspension of disbelief. It's mm-hmm. fine. Anyway, and so we go. It it travels. It travels. It travels. It travels. Travels up until it gets to this area. I think. I think they said it was like um, this area called uh, Suffolk. Oh yeah, Suffolk. Uh, yeah. So I don't really know where Suffolk is in relation to London, but I feel like it's quite far. Because I, if I remember correctly, my geography is that London is a little more central it of England. a nine-hour, 19-minute drive from there Suffolk University. Nope. That's from Suffolk University in the United States, in Massachusetts to London, Ontario. That is One not second. what we want. That's not what I meant <laughs> Those at are all. two different Suffolks that, in London. But that's a nine-hour, 19-minute drive. Oh. Um, it's 86 miles. It takes approximately one hour and 42 minutes to drive. Oh. That's a lot to walk, though. That is a lot to walk, but it's definitely not nearly as far as I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, so they, so it ends up all the way, like, an hour's drive away, an hour, an hour and change away. Uh, and then, yeah, and basically the message gets back, mm-hmm. and then Pongo and Perdita just straight up run away. They're just like, nope, we are out. And so they go on this uh, on this journey over to find their puppies, and yep. then they find, and then of course the puppies are being held in the old Deville place by the Badens, who are given the uh, the task of murdering these puppies. Yeah, and they're <laughs> into it; like they don't argue about it. Yeah, they're much. like uh, like their only argument is that they want to finish the show they're watching, which is which is a play on the show. Um, uh, oh shit! What's it called? Oh, what's my line? Yes. Uh, they were watching, like, What's My Crime. What's My Crime. Yeah. Have you ever seen What's My Line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch it sometimes on YouTube just for funsies. Yeah. It's such an interesting show. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. They, I remember once they had Walt Disney on it. Yeah. They had a lot of really fun. cool people from that era on there. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it's it's a very 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 fun show. It's a very interesting show. But yeah, they were watching like a crime version of yeah, it. Love it. Which I thought was hilarious. Love it. Yeah, and so then yeah, so basically they're like, yeah, I guess we're just gonna pop off these dogs so that we can get them skinned. And it's like, you just, okay. you're just gonna go ahead and do that? Could you be any eviler? No. Yeah. Cool. And cool, so like, cool, 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 cool. And uh, so the the message ends up at this old, this really old, adorable dog. Mm-hmm. Um, this old sheep dog known as the Colonel. Yeah, he's cool. Who has a f- cat friend named Sergeant Tibbs. I love Sergeant Tibbs. And then a horse friend who's, uh, uh what was his rank? Oh, I don't Lieutenant? Know. Maybe. Something like that? He's, he's also know. like pretty high up there. Yeah. But anyway, and so yeah, so, so basically the Colonel sends Sergeant Tibbs over to the house to investigate because he's a cat and so he can like, he can sneak he can, in like, sneak in because he's a kitty. Horse can't sneak in. No. What are you going to do? What, do you, what would you do if you saw horses barge into your front door? I don't honestly know what like, I would do. <laughs> I like, don't that's, know. It's definitely one of those away. things where you're like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. What is going on? I think I'd just leave. <laughs> and so, honest. yeah. Yeah, fair. And so, yeah. So the cat finds them and finds out that, oh shit, there's a bunch of other dogs there who are who were bought and paid for out of pet shops. 84 other dogs. 84 other dogs. 84 other dogs? A lot of dogs. 84, yeah. Because yeah. 84 plus the 15 from... Uh, oh, that's 99. Yeah, I'm yeah. not getting to 100. 99. Other dogs. And then Perdita and Pongo are... 101. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, finds out there's 99 puppies at this house. And so, he takes it upon himself to basically see them all out. And then Pongo and Perdita burst through the front door and are like, and are like just instant parent mode. And they're like, I'll fucking tear you all apart. It's great. Like bites butts and just like 
gnawing on ankles. It's all pretty great. I love that. It's all pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then they all escape, but then they escape to the to the little farm, but then now they have to face the journey back to London. Yeah. And so this is where and so this is where kind of things shift into a little bit more of like an adventure type of thing. And so they're it's also like in like late fall, early winter, so there's snowfall. And from what I understand of UK winters, they can be fucking cold. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Like cold, 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 cold. And so yeah. So it's and so it's really sad when like the pup when like all these dogs are like know, suffering in the snow. the snow. But then it's so nice. Like it feels cozy. Like the sequence with the collie and the cows. Yeah. Feels cozy. I love it. It was so good because yeah. Then the collie shows up. Who, who I think it was really cool of them to make him to make it a male collie. Because I, I love feel like, that. He broke down some gender roles. Yeah. Because I feel like collies are very much one of those dogs that people assume would be a female just because of how they look. Same with poodles. Yep. Right? Um, anyway. And so, yeah. So, they follow the collie to the to this barn. And then all the cows are all super sweet. And they're like, the go ahead. The cows are so sweet. Have, have some of our milk and everything. They share them. There's like four cows. Everything that was wrong with those stupid elephants in Dumbo is right with these cows. Yes. They're all super sweet. And then they all just rest there. And then they sleep there for the night. And you're right. It was so cozy. It was so cozy. It felt cozy. It was great. It was so like, nice. well done. But, like, what was it about that scene that made it cozy? Yeah, you just knew how it felt. You could smell it. Like, yeah. it's remarkable. You f- remarkable. I, I think it was so because artistic. I think it was because of the staunch difference of them trudging through the snow and the blizzard and all yeah. that stuff and how all of that was animated and expressed and everything. And then you hear the calling in the distance and you're like, holy shit. It's safety, yeah. and then the feet, and then having that start that start difference of like just no quiet in the barn. Yeah, no snow, no blizzard, no wind, yeah. and just the warmth of the visible warmth. Yeah, it was. Vis- the, it's visible warmth. You're exactly right. It's just it, it just wonderful, so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then they all sleep, and then they go off to the next town, and then they meet a Labrador. He's great. Uh, who helps them? And then I think it's I think it's very fun that they all like cover themselves in soot so they all look like Labradors. Yeah. That's a <laughs> like, really it's fun so way. funny. There's all these Labradors running through the snow and nobody's like, nobody's like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> They're like, Oh, it's just a bunch of Labradors. Don't yeah. worry about it. So and funny. keep in mind while all this is happening, the Baddens and Cruella are all searching for them at the same time. Yeah. And they're like going right behind them and stuff. It's high yeah. stakes. It's very tense. Yeah. And that's the cool thing is that like, there's like, there's like real, you feel like these real stakes happening and everything, right? And Cruella yeah. is steadily getting more and more insane. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty funny. I always feel like her perspective is skewed. You think? Go get some different Dalmatians, girl. It's or just don't it. skin dogs. Yeah, but if you're going to skin the dogs, so these dogs are not worth it. Go get some other dogs. You could just. <sighs> also, why puppies? Um, that is explained, at least in the Glenn Close version. I don't know how I remember this. I haven't seen it in years. But um, because the adult dogs have coarse hair and the puppy fur is much um, softer? softer and, and oh. finer. Oh. That's true. Mean, dogs do have coarse hair as well. Yeah. Dogs. Yeah. Okay. Well, but also just, no, don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> don't. Exactly. Just don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then, yeah, so then, uh, they all roll around in the soot and everything to try and sneak away, and then, and then, mm-hmm. oh, what's this little drops fall on the puppies? Yeah. Like, wash away the soot, and again, more stakes are happening, and so then they all jump into this, to this truck that it's is due for London, kind of thing, yeah. that is due for London, and so they're like, that's our ticket home. So funny to me, though, because the moving van driver is the hero of this movie. He is unflappable. Nothing bothers him. He yeah, doesn't stop his van for anything. <laughs> he's like, I'm being chased by this crazy person. Yeah. Like, wh- like I'm just I'm just trying to drive. I'm just trying to, yeah. I'm just trying it. to do my damn job. She crashes off the 
road and he just drives away. He doesn't even care. He's got to no, be in he's London. He's like, nope, I got, I got, I got a deadline. I yeah, got to be in London. It's so guys. funny. It's very funny. So yeah, so it's really nice. Like, and then, and then yeah, and then like, there's a moment where like Cruella is coming and she like she's all insane, and then the bands are coming down the other road, and then boom, they they just they crash, and it's really really cool. Uh, and then, yeah, and then the moving van arrives in London, and then the dogs all show up back at the house, and yeah. everyone's all happy because everyone's home. Yay! Exactly. And while they were away, Roger sold his Cruella de Vil song and became rich. Yes. So he gets well, buy a big ass- house in the country for these dogs. Yes. Well, we assume he became, he, he at least got a bunch of money. We don't know how rich he got from well, it. Well, he says he's buying a house in the country, so, like... I guess. And then he's, yeah, and then he makes up the song Dalmatian Plantation, and it's all very funny because it's punny, and I like puns. It's great. Cruella <laughs> de Vil is a better song, of course. Oh, it's a, like, it's it's a, a vastly song. better song. It's a great song. It's such a good song. You yes. know how it goes. Yeah. Everyone knows how that song goes. Uh, and yeah, so that's pretty much the movie. Um, okay, how many Dalmatians do you give it out of 101 Dalmatians? Out of 101 Dalmatians? Mm-hmm. Like 9,900. 9,900 out of 101? Yeah. 9,900 is a lot of Dalmatians. I know, it's too many I dogs. also give it 9,900 Dalmatians with the caveat that like I would have liked it if Pretty Dan and Anita had a more active role in the story other than being birth givers. Yeah. But like that's I really loved Perdita's personality, her kind of like Zaza, Zsa Zsa Gabor kind of voice. I liked Anita's look a lot. Mm-hmm. I like I just wish there was more to them because you know, growing up, those are the characters I get to relate to. Yeah. Um one thing I did think was really interesting about 101 Dalmatians is last time I saw it, my perspective was from the puppies because I was a kid, and now my perspective is from Perdita and Pongo. I think that's interesting. Oh, yeah. You're just, like, I don't have kids. I'm not really planning to have any. But, like, it's interesting how your perspective shifts when you're watching kids' movies and you see the layer of, like, this is a story for parents later. Yeah. That's a pretty good point, yeah. Yeah. Because we we know that Perdita and Pongo are, like, the main protagonists of this story. Yeah. Right? Everything that happens with, with with the humans is, well, aside from Cruella and the Badens, I guess, is kind of just side story. Yeah. Right. And the and the puppies themselves are a li- are a little bit more side story than yeah. they are than they're they are cute, actual though. like protagonists. Like mm-hmm. they're soft protagonists, I guess. Like, yeah. Uh so yeah, it is it is very interesting kind of see cuz like I I guess I see it now through the perspective of Pongo and Perdita because uh just narratively that's just how it worked, right? Yeah. That's just how You're it should. Adult, they're adults. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... you see, yeah, because the you can you can tell that the that the story is more through their perspective and everything, right? Absolutely. So yeah, but it definitely just it was still, I was still able to empathize with the puppies, you know, and still able to kind of feel for them because you know like. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you feel if you were captured and like you were like the only person, the only, like we've only been living for like a few months and we're gonna get murdered for our for our coats like well i don't know how i'd feel anymore <laughs> ask the horse that broke into my front door Damn horse. Um, <laughs> but um yeah no it's 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 very interesting last thing was this is the first movie where we can see that sketchy style of animation yes. that i always think of the aristocats when i think of this style of mm-hmm. animation but it's a cost-cutting thing um mm-hmm. sleeping beauty was such a critical failure like a massive dud uh box office wise disney almost went out of business so this xeroxing way of like inking over uh copied um sketches mm-hmm. persists for a while people call like is this still the the um silver age not really this is mm-hmm. the dark no the, this isn't silver when does the dark period officially start the dark age doesn't start until 
Black Cauldron, I think. Oh, I uh, like the Black Cauldron. You what? I like the Black Cauldron. So do I. Uh, hold on, let me double check here. Uh, uh, different Disney ages, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I, periods? Uh, I guess, because like, I forget like how to like properly title them. Um, okay, uh, we got... Uh, oh, no, the Bronze Age. Oh. Uh, the Bronze Age. Well, we completely forgot about the Bronze Age because that's where a lot of this uh, sketchy style persists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Bronze Age goes with uh, the the Aristocats, Robin Hood, uh, Winnie the Pooh, and the Rescuers. And I have no problem with Robin Hood, the Rescuers, or Winnie the Pooh. The Rescuers is some one of my favorite Disney songs of all time. Like I love a lot of these movies very much. Yeah, or actually, all of them very much. I love. They're all great. I like this. Style. I think they're all wonderful. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah, we have this kind of sketchy style, like the the I think they call it like the like the xerography. Xerox uh, based technology. I'm not sure exactly how they did it, but they would like photocopy the actual. Yeah. So it was just a lot of photocopying and xeroxing. Sketches. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like I liked it too. Yeah. I think it creates this very unique style. It's got a lot of movement. Yeah, which is very very fun. I like it a lot. Yeah, and it's like you, and even though. Yeah, it was done for cost effectiveness. I don't think it cheapened the movie. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I don't think it didn't feel like a cheap movie. Because it just I've... feels like a different art style to me. I yeah, have no problem with it. Exactly. Either. Yeah. So, like, I I loved it. I personally. love it. Yeah. Ninety nine hundred Dalmatians out of a hundred and one. What are you waiting for? Go watch this movie. Yeah, this movie is really good, and it firmly holds up. I think. Me, I agree. There's I think nothing. It really does. There's literally nothing offensive in it except for lack of diversity. But there are only five human characters. Okay. There's no there. There's nothing. And then there's like a little bit of misogyny if you consider that the female characters don't have agency. But also like it's a relatively minor quibble in a story like this. Like watch it. It's gorgeous. Yeah, because I feel like the story. The story revolves around more the journey to get the kids back. Yeah. Rather we than... just got to get there. Yeah. It's one of those kinds of things, right? Whereas if I feel like if if it did focus a little bit more on Anita and Perdita in some way, mm-hmm. then sure, you would want them to have more agency and more character growth and that sort of thing. Yeah. But I mean, like, even Pongo didn't necessarily have a whole lot of character growth. Like, no. His, like, it was... If you really think about it, a lot of these characters are fairly one static. they're fairly yeah. static Pongo had a goal he reached his goal very quickly <laughs> yeah exactly and like the goal of retrieving the puppies i think was both pongo and perdita's goal so i would yeah. i would consider that a shared goal more than anything else but yeah and because like i feel like you watch this movie for the journey and for the emotional experience that you see of the journey when they're trying to get back home mm-hmm. right and and those moments when when cruella is like in her car and she's slowly driving by and she's like look peering into the to the windows for the puppies and stuff or like when she's driving down the road and she like stops and then comes back she sees the paws like the paw the paw tracks in the snow she's like oh i see where you're going like these moments are what you watch this movie for Mm -hmm. right and i I think and i think it does a really really good job of that it's a very fun movie and yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it me too Here's yeah. a question. Mm. Next week, are we watching 101 Dalmatians live action, or are we watching 102 Dalmatians, like all the animated ones and then the live action ones? What's your plan? Uh, that is a good, good question. Um, there's a lot of Dalmatian movies. There in are the so Disney many. Canon. Dalma- there are so many. Get ready for Dalmatians, everybody. Yeah. Uh, well, let's hold on. Let me see here. Let me see what we've got. Um, we have. 
Uh, yeah, okay, so we have 101 Dalmatian, and then 101 Dalmatians 2, Patches London Adventure. Mm -hmm. And then we have 101 Dalmatians live action, and then 102 Dalmatians live action, and then it's Cruella. So I think we should, I think we should just continue with the animation. Yeah. The animated ones. Watch the live action ones later. And then watch the live action ones afterwards. Love that for us. All right, well, everybody get ready. We're going to watch some Dalmatian movies. Yay, more cartoon pets. More cartoon pets. More cartoon dogs. I love a cartoon dog. I love a cartoon. I love dogs. All right. Just dogs in general. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Because I think Patch's London Adventure is an, was another one of those uh, straight to DVD or straight to DVD, uh, straight to TV. Yeah, I believe uh, you're right. Sequels. So get ready for a huge drop in quality, everyone. Yeah. And <laughs> I wish it was Rolly's London Adventure. You just go to restaurants. Oh, restaurant, Rolly. Restaurant. That's what I want. Rolly's my favorite. Fuck. I. I. When, when, like, anytime he was like, he's like, like, the first thing he says to his mom when he gets rescued is like, did you bring me anything to eat? And yeah. I'm like, fuck, that's a vibe. That's relatable. That's so relatable. I get him. <laughs> he, he goes for what he wants and he gets it. He's my role model. He's hungry. He's hungry, mama. He's a hungry puppy. He's so cute. Oh my God. I gotta want to go He's so round and pudgy. I just want to murmur. Anyway. He's a body positive puppy. He is a body positive puppy. He's adorable and we love him. Love all these dogs. They're all great. I know, right? All puppies. Except for the fact that Dalmatians are just like super high maintenance. Yeah, they're not great pets. They're not great dogs. Apparently after this movie, after every Disney movie that isn't direct to video that is about Dalmatians, like their sales go way up and I'm like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Well, it was like, a, what was, oh shit, there was another one that happened similar and like a bunch of sales went up. I can't remember. Well, I mean, Clownfish went up um, after Finding Nemo. Lol. And um, children started flushing fish down the toilet to return them to the ocean. Whoops. Oh, no. You know what doesn't actually go directly to the ocean? <laughs> the toilet. Oh, but their hearts were in the right place. Yeah, but, but the also fish are in the wrong place. Not, that's not how that works, guys. Yeah, don't buy a pet because you saw it in a Disney movie. Oh, my God. That's my final thought. That's your final. That is a good final thought. <laughs> don't buy the pet because you saw it in the movie it will not go well it can't talk it can't it can't talk to you i mean it can talk to you in your head but it's not know. the same it's not the same anyway good night everybody good night everyone this is a great movie you should watch it okay follow Bye. us on social media social media the socials uh, cast at cat latin or my brain went take it again take it again <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at cast underscore Diz for both Twitter and uh, Instagram and then Facebook.com slash Dizcast. Uh, follow us and share your puppy stories with us if you have puppies because we want to hear them. I want to hear them. I want to hear them. Why not? I, I like dogs. Story. I'm just I'm just all about dogs right now because dogs are great and I love dogs. Dogs are pure. Yeah, they Good night, are. Everyone. Good night, everyone. Bye. <laughs>